This is a journey in faith, food, and fitness. You're listening to the Man of Fit Podcast. Do you fear failure? Does natural talent give you an advantage in life? Why you should always welcome criticism. Come, listen, and join the discussion, the Man of Fit Podcast. Hey friends, hey family, welcome to season two of the Man Fit Podcast. I'm Jesse, one of the co-hosts here um, for the show. I'm here with my longtime friend, uh, best man at my wedding, and fellow PT, Jay. Jay, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing really good, Jesse. It's good to be back. I uh, expanded my family to four, and we are learning to do different things differently. So sleeping's differently, uh, packing, getting ready is different, but... I really am grateful for the amount of help that uh, family and friends have really extended out. It makes it easier, is different, but it shows that my family is quite loved, and I feel very special for that. But I'm well, excited to be here, and I'm excited to get started, man. Yeah, How are you? Well, I'm good. I'm good. It's definitely a blessing. Um, it's one of God's blessings to have children, so... Um, feel blessed during the season, during the rest of your life. That is amazing. Um, I'm doing very well, excited to get back. You know, we did take that hiatus for you to grow your family. So mm-hmm. excited to jump back on board. Uh, last season we talked a lot about, uh, building kind of a foundation to change. Uh, we talked about habit formation, uh, what that looks like. Um, what was the biggest takeaway for you last season? What have you, um, took from that and started implementing in your daily life, Jay? I think one of the biggest things that I've implemented was getting a morning routine, like a morning routine that is preset and I set my environment. Like I set my breakfast out. I set my clothes out. I set, um, my shoes out to go work out if I want, but setting out my environment to help facilitate my habit. That's what, that's what I see in the morning. Most as the day gets on, it gets too busy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I love that. Uh, yeah. I mean, definitely routines definitely help. You know, I find that, um, has helped me a lot, especially when I'm trying to balance work and home, um, and trying to set those mental states different, Mm-hmm. Uh, so that you can be the best at each area. So definitely having those routines that can kind of set you up into those positions. Um, I think one of my biggest uh, takeaway is something that I think uh, as a whole for society we struggle with, but definitely for me is is that uh, delay gratification or our understanding that it's going to be a process and we're not going to uh, get there on one go. You know, I had a conversation with a patient about this this week is that um, thinking back to Atomic Habit books um, and that first example we gave really early on of like taking off on a plane from L.A. to Washington. But if you're one degree off in your path, you can end up in New York by the time you get to the other side of the country. So just that that thought process of how small changes make a big difference over the long term. Um, and, and really kind of focusing on the process and not that that trying to get that instant gratification. Uh, you know, have you heard of Steph Curry? Yeah. Yeah, NBA basketball player, great ambassador for Christ. Um, he um, 
probably knows all too well what it means to kind of have those small steps to victory um, and seeing the end at the end of the season. But uh, he, he has a quote saying that success is not an accident, that success is a choice. Um, and really that choice kind of begins with a commitment to working hard and, and to making a change. Um, and, it, and it begins with your mindset. Yeah. 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 And so I, I think his mindset is pretty impressive when we start to think about how the team was developed with him and then his injuries and then him being able to facilitate his family life in the like celebrity limelight. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, when you kind of look at that, you, you definitely see him growing sure. over the past like decade. His name, his family, his as basketball legend has definitely grown. And uh, I was reading the other day and there was a um, psychologist from Stanford named mm-hmm. Carol Dweck. Okay. And she kind of coined two terms, which, I mean, they're not outlandish terms that like sure. no one ever thought of, but she's actually been able to put like some scientific background to. Okay. And one is called the growth mindset kind of obvious how it is <laughs> and then uh the one's called the fixed mindset okay and it's it's kind of scary um whenever you kind of think about it is one person is fixed in one way and is unable to grow mm-hmm. um and one is the growth and but it's more of like how you perceive life and the way she put it is the view you adopt life for yourself profoundly affects the way you lead your life Hmm. And so it, it, it was kind of an interesting read. Yeah, that sounds very interesting. Um, I definitely, I'm, I'm intrigued on, on how that kind of plays a huge role in our uh, development, in our um, just course of change over time. You know, that's, oh, the, that's the journey we're going on, right, is with this yeah. podcast is to try to um, change the way we view things uh, with our fitness, our faith, with our food, the way we eat, so that we can kind of have a more successful uh, life, a, a successful uh, path to quote unquote what we deem success. And so, how how important is having a growth mindset when you're thinking about things like fitness, food, um, your career? Mm. I think, I think it's huge. I think it's, it's huge to sit here and stop in each part of your life. Think about how you can sit here and grow. And yes, I mean, instantly everybody thinks, oh, well, growth is painful or growth is hard. But in my opinion, fixed mindset is very much more painful because it's so incredibly internally limiting. And so- what would you say, though, to someone? I mean, I can see that viewpoint where it's very self-limiting, but it's also a place of comfort. And we live in a, a world that comfort is kind of where people like to stay within. You know, we have the same groups. We live in the same place. We do the same job, even if we hate it, just because we know what's the next day is going to be like. Um, they don't like to have the ver- the variables in there. Yeah. Um, so, so how would you argue? How would you argue against that? How would you help someone who 
it's sitting there and it's like, well, I mean, yeah, I'd like to grow. I want to grow, but Hey, I'm making a good living and I know what I'm doing and it's easy. I don't like it, but it's easy. Like, yeah. So, so in one way we're standing up against the routine of habits. (laughs) Yeah. Is that what we're standing up against? Well, I guess so. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean that, that's fair. Um, in, in my, in my opinion, I guess, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything to stand up against it, but in my opinion, life's greatest blessing is to learn and Mm -hmm. to learn is to live. And yes, you may be comfortable, but, um, there's always something else that you can sit here and improve upon and you have different facets of life. And so you may be comfortable in work, right? But Mm -hmm. you might not be comfortable with where you are with your relationship with your son Mm -hmm. or your daughter. And that's a place where you consider and grow. And that's not like, I'm not saying that you can't have comfort in what you're doing. Like, I'm not saying you, once you find comfort, you're like, Oh no, I've got to change. I got to get out of this. I'm too comfortable. No, I love my bed. I'm not going to change it. So um, that That's, it, it's, it's more of a way of assessing your parts of life that, sits here and helps you recognize, okay, I could improve here while I'm comfortable here. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fair. Um, I think one of the the biggest things that I would kind of think about when it comes to that um, definitely is kind of how, what, where do you see yourself and how do you see yourself getting there? And so you kind of mentioned that like, well, if you like it and you're um, maybe good at it, maybe like have a natural talent for it or something, but if you just like like it, um, then it's kind of more easily okay for yeah. you to try to grow. Um, I feel like you just it, it comes more natural to sit there and want to learn more about it. Yeah, um, but. I mean, for a lot of things, like for me, like I hate grammar. I hate English. By the way you listen to me talk on this podcast, you probably understand that I don't know how to formulate a grammatic sentence um, and can barely say words at times. Um, So it's not something that like I find easy and it's not something I enjoy, but I feel like it's something that I try to make efficient within my flaws um, with it. And so how, I don't know, like it, should we grow like, or should we just become more efficient? Like efficiency saves time. Efficiency helps us um, do things better and faster. Like in a world that's moving a hundred miles per hour, like efficiency seems pretty nice to me. Dang, man. I mean, you're coming at, you got, you got some heavy hitters today. Um, Yeah. I I mean, efficiency is great. Efficiency is really good once once it's uh, lined up and in, into a routine. Um, however, once you hit that wall of where like you don't know where to go next, or you don't know if you can successfully complete that puzzle, um, you have no choice but to grow, or you back off from it. And I guess that's where that old saying where the the rubber meets the road and sit there and say iron starts to sharpen iron kind of situation. But I mean, it's, it starts with that mental talk and with, if you sit there and say, I am a, like a failure, 
at this, that's when you know you've kind of hit a point in which you you your fixed mindset, your comfortableness, your efficiency is no longer a sequence of actions, but you've attached like your personal self to it. And I yeah. think that's where efficiency fails mm-hmm. is where you believe your identity and mm-hmm. your character is only as good as your efficient, your efficient tasks. And growth is you don't, it, you have an infinite mindset. You have an infinite like memory bank. You can always sit here and take on a task. You can always take on a puzzle. And it's not about winning. It's not about the completion of the task. It's about the learning and growing as you go through the process. Not necessarily, oh, how efficient can I grab this 57th piece of the 1,000-piece puzzle and appropriately place it in that 1,000-piece puzzle? Hmm. I mean, efficiency is good for time, but growth is very different from everybody and uh, for everything. I'm not very good. Yeah, go ahead. Man, I, no, that I won't. Sorry to cut you off, but that's that's really good because going to that uh, image of the puzzle, um, I mean, I think that breaks it down perfectly for for me because you you sit there and like you're saying, like fixed mindset efficiency would be sitting there and you're the person putting the the puzzle together, right? And the goal is just to complete kind of this task. Like, can I get this task done? Let me do this task. Whereas like a more growth mindset would be like, look how this piece and this piece interacts. And then at the end, look at this um, beautiful picture that was created. Um, And I, I, I don't know. I just love that image when I'm thinking about it because um, it goes to, I don't know, it just goes to kind of show to me that I'm thinking about it all wrong. You know, I was thinking, um, I was thinking about, oh, J.K. Rawlings, right? Yeah. Um, Harry Potter author, right? Um, for years, for years was trying to get someone to publish her book and was turned down, um, and I was like, oh, she has a fixed mindset because she's sitting there and she's like, this is going to work. This is going to be good. People are going to love this. Um, but I think it's much more than that. I think it's much more than just like being stubborn in a sense about what you believe and kind of seeing the growth, like you said, the in picture of it um, and how how what it takes to get there. I mean, she created a world. She created a um, culture around um, her fixed quote unquote belief about what she wanted to develop. Um, but with that, I mean, I don't know if I would say she would have a necessarily a fixed mindset, um, and how she approached everything. No, she just no. had a strong belief. In yeah. what and she it's fine did. to have a strong belief. In my personal opinion, you need strong beliefs to sit here and, and generate your own moral code or your own moral compass. So, but I definitely think that it's the journey overall, not the tasks or the list of chores that is what's needed. Well, have you uh, heard about, uh, I'm going to butcher her name, but Mariana Semenova. Oh, the Russian dance. Yeah, the Russian dance teacher who uh, had an interesting approach where when selecting these high caliber uh, ballet dancers, she would give different, um, in, like different co-instructors to criticize the dancers 
um, either positively or negatively and kind of see how uh, those dancers uh, kind of responded to that. And based on their response, she would either cut them from the program or continue to accept them um, and continue to help improve them. And so inevitably my, my question would come down to uh, would come down to this, like in, Russian dancers. I mean, if you know anything about dancing, which I know very, very little, I know that the Russian ballet is like pretty top much like military. It's like the top of the top, like you're, you're high leveled um, athletes. And so um, these, every one of those dancers probably has, incredible talent yes, incredible talent they, they do right um but then some of them don't make it all the way whether it's um because they just um mentally can't handle it or maybe they don't have the right work ethic so and we gotta move on and this is gonna go into our our next topic but um how important do you think talent is when um, trying to improve, do you think talent keeps you from having a growth mindset? That's that's a that's a that's a tough point. Are you the big fish in the little pond, or did you just find out that you're an average fish in an ocean? And so. Um, So welcome back to season two, episode one. We're going to be taking on topic number two, uh, talent versus work. Jesse's been dropping the heavy hitters on us today, um, but we're kind of assessing where the mindset is when we sit here and look throughout our life and different facets. So I'm going to start off with a quote from a famous, uh, famous quote, really, and it's by Tim Noki. He was a high school basketball coach, and he said, hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. Jesse? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's – I don't know. I think that's pretty true, but I also think that uh, there is a level of untruth to that. Um, and what I mean is I think talent gives you a natural step ahead. And so if you ever run a race and someone's, you know, starting 10, 10 paces in front of you, you you have to work a lot harder to catch up to that person and win the race versus that individual. So Mm. I think it's definitely true. If talent's not going to work hard, um, then yeah, they're going to get passed up eventually. Um, but at the same time, I think that um, a talented person um, doesn't have to work as hard to succeed in an area versus someone who's, quote unquote, not as talented. So a good example of that is I've been kind of really interested in, in documentaries lately. And I've watched a documentary uh, called River Runner on Netflix. It's about this guy named Scott Lindgren. Um who apparently is this um, famous kayaker, kind of a pioneer and kayaker of big rivers. Um, and he, but he didn't grow up near the water. He grew up in LA. He grew up in the, the a neighborhood of LA that was pretty rough. He talks about in the documentary of like getting in fights just to kind of, you know, 
protect himself, but also to like gain that respect. Um, and so it wasn't until after a big fight that his mom decided to finally move and they moved mm. to, um, I believe in Nevada, I believe they moved to Nevada and one of his neighbors when he moved was a, uh, rafter. And oh, so neat. he got into rafting, um, and came to find out that he really enjoyed it. So he learned more about it. And then he was doing summer camps in Colorado, taking people on rafting tours like whitewater rafting. Um, but some guy named Charles Muncie or something like that, um, basically told him that like rafting's like for babies. Like if you're really into this, you're going to kayak. That's, that's the big thing. So then he got into kayak, kind of got mentored by Charlie and Charlie. And I found this very interesting. Charlie in the episode, um, in the documentary was saying that, um, that Scott quickly was doing things that, charlie couldn't do even though charlie was doing it for years um and it was just because scott had this natural talent for understanding the river understanding routes to keep him safe and having a the ability to paddle and kind of that toughness yeah um so it goes to show just the that you know this pioneer um this pioneer who's been doing it for years, got outclassed by a newbie who just started. Yeah. That's a really cool story. I've never seen that on Netflix, but I definitely am going to consider watching it now. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. You should also see the uh, 14 summits. Oh Uh, yes. Yes. Where the guy got, that's a good one too. Yeah, um, that, that is a good one. There's actually going to be a guy. Have you, sorry, and we got to move on, but since we're talking about Doc Marys real quick, do you know the, have you heard about the guy who free, free soloed uh, the North face? Um, anyways, so the guy, the guy who produced that video is doing a documentary series called first ascent. And it's about all these different um, athletes who have done these incredible feats that really go unnoticed because they're not like mainstream sports. And Neat. So, yeah. I'm and so now that, that they've got like GoPros and like special cameras, they yeah. can give really good video of these events rather than a hundred feet away because they're a thousand feet up the, yeah. the side of a mountain. Yeah. Ah, yeah. No, I, I, I have not, but it's let good. me ask you this. Yeah. We've been talking about uh, Steph Curry we yeah. talked about Scott Lindgren. Yeah. We talked about Mariana Seminovia, and I'm very sorry I probably butchered it too. All these people, you could argue, have natural talent. Yep. Okay. But also, these people have the work ethic and the mindset of growth just in general, right? Sure. So let me ask you this. With a growth mindset, is it – easier to have a growth mindset when you have talent or is it easier to have a fixed mindset when you have talent because you already know that you have talent? Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, honestly, I'm going to say it comes down to your support and who's around you. Um, and we're going to talk about this, um, next topic, but, um, I think it really comes down to what kind of 
backing you have and who's pushing you. Um, I think I think we can make a great comparison, and I know we talk about sports a lot, but it's I mean me and Jay that's we love sports, so it's easy to talk about sports. Um, but I mean you can make the easy comparison that goes around for about a decade now: Michael Jordan versus LeBron. Yeah, and most people will tell you that. LeBron is the most talented basketball player to ever play. But those same people in the same breath will tell you that Michael Jordan is the best basketball player who's ever played. Um, And the difference there and the difference that you see, and you can see this a lot in LeBron's, the way he started the league and where he's at now is his work ethic. Um, LeBron's become kind of a big social advocate out there in a political figure. Um, and so that's taken away from what he does in the gym where uh, Michael Jordan has a quote saying when someone asks him, well, why don't you ever stand up for, for um, you know, the inner cities and do stuff like that? He is like, what good is it to talk about it when I have foundations that are doing something? Yeah. Um, and yeah. so for, for Michael, it's not that he wasn't, doing all that stuff. It just wasn't out. That wasn't his forefront. His forefront was I'm going to make myself better as a basketball player, make Mm -hmm. my team better, make my uh, teammates better. Um, And then the rest will kind of take care of itself. And he approaches kind of everything that way. And so, yeah, to, to long winded answer your question, I think it's a, a supporting staff. I think it is easy to get a fixed mindset because you kind of get this big fish in this small pond mind like idea. Um, and you don't realize that you're in a much greater pond than you think. Yeah. No, sorry. I, I just had that question there and I was like, well, I think this would be a really good comparison between, between the two. But what about what, how do you feel about savants? I mean, obviously a true savant is just an absolute just whiz at one characteristic in in life. Um, but how how do you feel like? Do you think that the uh, that we're all savants in like one area? Or yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna use quotation marks with the savant <laughs> or yeah, We're gonna yeah, use it loosely. Yeah. Um, speaking of savants, Stephen Wiltshire, um, who's known as the Human Camera, is freaking crazy he i don't know if you know anything about him but they fly him over like these big cities um like tokyo singapore he's done new york they take him one pass around the city and then he sits there and he draws the landscape um pretty much perfectly like he just has that good of a photo memory so it's pretty amazing um you should look him up um, and see his work but yes i i have been on record um, I mean, not pub, not like world record, but, you know, very local record with friends, friend groups and work saying that, yes, I believe uh, we're all savants in, in one area or another. Quote, and, unquote. Quote, unquote, loosely savants. What I mean by that is I just believe we have this natural gifted talent in one area. Yes. That if we could tap there into. There you go. Could grow and actually make a huge impact. And and I kind of take that from the Bible verse, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, really that chapter uh, where it talks about the fruits of the spirit or, well, the, the works, the gifts of the spirit um, in that, um, you know, it says that some people 
are have been given the gift of prophecies come some have been given the gift of teaching Mm -hmm. um, and that really we should kind of tap into that and use that. And and you see that in churches all over the place. We try to figure out what your gift is so that we can, you can serve in that area because that's where you'll be most impactful. Yes. Um, But Paul goes on to say in, in chapter 14 that we should all strive for other gifts. So it's not that we are, we're just set in one, one savant loosely put um, talented area. Uh, but I do think that we're all uniquely designed to be better in one area or another. Well, I, I, I totally agree with you. And from another just basic, basic bar kind of like example um, that I believe God instilled just in our natural interactions is the difference between the husband and the wife. Mm, um, yeah. the, the, the wife is generally more nurturing, generally better understanding, generally uh, has a better grip of emotions and social interactions and importance of significant events, whereas the man is generally the protector. The man is generally the the guardian or the guidance or uh, the fixer or um, generally willing to to push the family in, in one way or the other. And so and in hopefully very healthy families, the the man is generally the spiritual leader. But those two separations of like personalities often meld well together to sit here and create a family core. Mm. And so while each one is separate together, they really make up a rounded family. Yeah. And I think going back to, to earlier when you asked me, um, you know, the talent question versus work and if talented people are less likely to work type of thing or have a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset, um, and I kind of answered that it really depends on who's around them, encouraging them. Um, and so I think that's the beauty of the family relationship, right? Or the, the, the household is that you bring two different perspectives, two different, um, qualities to that family. Um, and you help each other grow by encouraging the growth uh, some, sometimes by criticizing in a, in a loving manner. Um, to help um, progress. Yeah, and, and I think criticism is a is a very big. Um, it often can be a scary word, but I think it's a very big topic that we should discuss, and uh, that's where we're going next, friends. So keep your ears where they're at. made this far into the episode thank you so much for your support Uh, i hope you're really enjoying the content so far we are excited to announce another giveaway to kick off season two Uh, we are giving away dr myron roll's book uh, the two percent way dr roll is an ex-nfl athlete turned neurosurgeon and credits his success to the philosophy of making small improvements each day 
In order to enter the giveaway, all you have to do is follow and join the Manifit podcast group on Facebook, then leave a review on your performed streaming platform. You can find further details in the show notes below or on Facebook. Now, back to the episode. All right, well, welcome back. We're, we're going to finish up with our third topic uh, with the mindset. So, Jesse, there's the famous, famous scripture verse. Okay. Iron is sharpens iron. Oh, well, yeah. If you've ever seen Forged in Fire. Yes. They give you a piece of metal. Yes. Heat it all the way up. Yep. And then you just hammer the dog out of it. And yeah. There's, there's a process to it, but it is not easy. <laughs> Those boys are sweating. And if there's <laughs> girls that do Forged in Fire, they are sweating too because it is hard work. So, but, but at the same time, it's, it's true that iron sharpens iron as uh, one brother should sharpen the other. Right. And that's, that's helpful in the sense of that's how we're going to grow. Um, but with mindsets, we've got growth versus fixed that we've been discussing today. Um, how does criticism play a role in it? You think? Yeah, I think it plays a huge role. I mean, I think we, we've kind of sprinkled throughout the whole episode so far how, you know, the environment is a huge proponent of how we we deem success or how we get successful. And, you know, we talked about those who are highly talented and they're kind of like the big fish in a small pond, not having people push them. Um, and then you have those who aren't as talented um, being pushed by those who are setting the stage for, for success. And so, I mean, I think it plays a huge role, um, on, on how we can develop as people, how we get successful, how we get stronger, faster, um, smarter. Um, we're always kind of in a competition, if you will, with, mm. with society. Mm. Yeah. I mean, even if it's not society, we're in competition with life itself. Mm. I mean, there's, there's literally nothing that breathes, lives, and grows that's not in competition. Sure. Trees battle for sunlight, but yes, there is some idea that they kind of utilize each other um, and help each other. Yeah. And, isn't it crazy? Sorry. Sorry to cut you yeah, off. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. This, uh, this imagery just popped in my head. I think it's just beautiful because our God is amazing and nature is amazing. Like everything is competitive like you said but everything works synchronized synchronized um also um so like even though it we're competing we're also flourishing together yes so yes no. sorry i just that was popped into my head i had to share it that's a little nugget of gold sent sent from above man that's right but um i, I i'm i'm thinking more and more about criticism and there's really two different kinds of uh critics there are the ones that are intense and there's ones that are just laissez-faire as you would say so how do how do you feel like that's that goes into one's growth I mean, I think it depends on what that one is trying to achieve. I mean, there's a old 
poet, ancient Rome poet, horse. Um, horse or horse? Horse. 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 Not nay. Not nay. Not nay. Not nay. Like, no hay. Uh, no hay for horse. this poet. Okay. Yeah. Like my throat's horse. Um, <laughs> he said that adversity has the effect of eliciting talents, which in prosperous circumstances would have lain dormant. So wait, I'm. Wait, wait, wait. Say that one more time. Yeah. Yeah. Or so. Say it one more time. Yeah. So horse um, said that adversity has the effect of eliciting talents which in prosperous circumstances would have otherwise lain dormant. Mm. Um, so I'm under uh, the strong convic- conviction that um, really in order to get the best out of someone, you really have to kind of like push them. Um, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, be a, a total um, jerk jerk to them thank you but but you definitely have to kind of like the like the whole proverb like you shared earlier you know as iron sharpens one irons if you think about that imagery it's a clashing like you're getting sparks you're getting this this clashing of metals together so that they can be developed into what they were made to be which was a sword a knife anything like that right um and so we have to work out those kinks and you have to have somebody who's willing to be kind of strong willed at you and point out where you need improvement and, Mm. and and lay down like, this is how you need to improve. Um, And so it's not the most flattering. It's not the most um, joyful kind of circumstances at times because you have to kind of, like we said, be a jerk about it, but but it's a strong will. I like using strong-willed versus jerk. You have to stand firm if you want to help that person to succeed. Um, and I, I find I find just in my life that I tend to respond um, better whenever I have somebody do that because to me, it really shows the intent of them feeling like I let them down. And I don't want to feel that way. I don't want to feel like I have failed that person. So I'm going to work extra hard in order not to fail that person. Mm. Yeah. Well, um, I'm glad we're friends because I don't know if I necessarily come from the you, same you, side. You're not ready for me to come on board as your co-soccer uh, coach this season? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be too too far of a drive, anyways. That's true. Too much. That's true. But um, I guess I guess I I kind of come from the team of like fluctuation, um, and what I mean by that is, yes, I understand the proverb "iron sharpens iron," so one brother sharpens another, and there's there's a sense of like a clash. Um, but to me, I find that I can also come along somebody and encourage them and direct them and kind of show them the problem and allow them to figure, figure it out. And then if they start to fail, I come alongside them again and I give them criticism, but it's not criticism in the manner of like telling them they're wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's criticism of in the idea of like 
self personal experiences of like, um, so say, say we're trying to change a light bulb child that's 10 years old, reaches up, tried to change the light bulb. That didn't work. Well, in my experience, I I've, I've, I've often used something to stand on so that I could adjust the height of where I'm at. And, um, while it's not like a direct clash, it's often, it's often builds them up and it gives them more independence in their like growth and understanding of where it is. However, and I'm not trying to say your, your way is necessarily wrong. Um, but because there's all different types and there's nine ways to skin a cat, possibly more, but it's often missed if they're not in the mindset of wanting to learn or listen mm-hmm. or have a level of respect for me and all that time and that effort of creatively directing the individual is kind of washed out the window. Sure. Yeah, no, I totally get that mindset. And I mean, I think it definitely, I can see where it works. I can see where it plays a role. Um, but I think, I think from what I, what I've experienced, and again, we can only speak on experience, right? Yeah. Um, from what I experience, if you, you want the best out of someone, then it takes kind of that push. Otherwise, kind of like what we talked about in the in the previous section is that they may just coast on their natural abilities, but not have that drive or that push to go further. Now, I will I will say that one of the biggest issues with with this kind of approach is burnout. Um, and, and loss of um, kind of enjoyment of the process and stuff like that. And, and we'll talk about that in later episodes about, you know, play versus work, the enjoyment of doing stuff um, versus having to get it done. But um, yeah, I think in that approach, the approach that you do, it is a very hard kind of wheel type of approach. And so a lot of people will shun away from that because they kind of lose their, their enjoyment of what they did. You see it in kids all the time, like, Oh, my son had all this natural ability to be a star baseball player. So we put him in X camp X, you know, league, we sent him to every private coach and now he, he wants to be a theater art major. Like what a yeah. waste of my money, you know? Yeah. Um, so, do you think that there's a way in the sense of unity, a little kumbaya between us? <laughs> and is, is there kind of like a recipe that we might be able to, to mold, to protect against burnout, but also to protect against uh, laissez-fairness and uh, reducing the possibility of missed mm. guidance? Yeah. You know, I kind of when I'm I'm relooking at at that proverb, listening to you talk, um, I kind of get two images. Right, we get the image of the clashing of the metals, the forge and fire. You're just going like boom, boom, heavy on on it on the st- on the metal to for to cultivate it and shape it, cultivate it into what you want. But you can also sit back and get the uh, image of an RA forged knife and a knifing 
um, stone or a sharpening stone where it's nice and smooth. If you go too sharp, you're going to dent the blade or make cuts. So you're putting water on it. You're getting it nice and kind of smooth and kind of working out the little bit of dullness that's there. Mm -hmm. So I think there, there's definitely like a point in um, people's lives where in some areas they probably need more of a clash. Yeah. And then in other areas, they probably need more of this smooth kind of um, methodical approach um, in order to help them cultivate. And, it, you know, it could be in the same area, but it could be a different part of life. Yeah. You know, say someone, um, you know, for instance, I'll just I'll just use this. Right. Like my um, sister, when she was in high school, she got hit in the, the face with a softball after pitching, took a line drive to the face. Right. Um, and so if you, you know, two months after she recovered said, you have to get back out there, you have to pitch right away. Like she's in a vulnerable spot. They, that might turn her off to softball together. Yeah. Um, and she would have never gone on and played college. Right. Right. But no, like everybody was supportive of her and let her allowed her to make the decision to go back onto the, the pitcher's mound. Mm. Um, and so I mean, I definitely think it, 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 we have to be mindful of where people are at, you know, younger kids like your son, like this is why I can't be a coach because I would just say, put a ball in front of them and say, drive through your player. So you're not afraid of the ball. Um, but um, I mean, at that age, it's more of like corralling ducklings, like just letting them just like run and just trying to hurdle, like herd them all together. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I think it is different. Um, and I think it's something, you know, personally I have to grow, grow in. Um, and thankfully, you know, my daughter's only eight, so I have time to grow, but, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the more you talk about like the different parts of life, it also, and the different types of criticism and how it's received, it, it, it drives me back to the growth and fixed mindset. And, uh, I, I, I would tend to agree with you in the sense of in the complete inverted manner. Uh, I, I've also experienced areas in my life in which if there's too much of a clash, then it's, it's, it's turns people off from it or they become uncomfortable and they don't want anything to do with it. But once you sit here and you also use the smooth stone with that same person, the interest peaks up and then that clash can come in later. Mm -hmm. So what, the more I think about it, I think it depends upon where you are on your fixed mindset in your life. I mean, if you're in a fixed mindset and you're already stressed that you can't grow anymore, that you already have what's basically given, well, a hard clash might be, too much right and so right. maybe a a more graduated a smooth grind and um, a tempered or a supported critique and it would be utilized in that area of your life as comparative to something that you're passionate about right. Michael Jordan was very very well known to be confrontational about what he was passionate about sure and that that's not that's very well documented uh, and asked 
by lots of his colleagues that he was the most intense player at practice. And we're not even talking about the game. And um, so, but it's also the area of the highest level of passion and the highest level of talent and the highest level of growth mindset. So that opportunity doesn't seem as overbearing. It seems as um, it meets the level of commitment, the level of excitability. It meets the level of, um, I don't want to say intensity, but it's, it's the level of growth for those people. So if you're to come in and like, just suggest something to somebody like Michael Jordan during practice and be like, Hey, what do you think about this? He's probably going to just kind of look at you and be like, no, but if you come at him and be like, hey, you're doing this wrong because I can stop you here and here. You want me to prove it to you? Keep doing it. He's going to probably stop and think and go, wait a minute. I know he's talented. I know I'm talented. I've got to fix this. Yeah, I I mean, yes, I would agree, but not with Michael Jordan. I think Michael Jordan would be like, oh, yeah, you think I can't do that? Watch. But uh, that's just the mindset he had. But he used that as growth. So he would technically change, but he would just do it in a manner to prove you wrong. Right. Um, He would just get better at what he was doing. Yes. Um, But uh, listeners, I hope that y'all learned something um, today. I I thoroughly uh, enjoyed it today. I, I definitely learned um, quite a bit about mindset and a, a little bit about myself and where maybe areas I need to improve before my daughter gets to that big stage of learning. Um, but yeah, we just, uh, thank y'all for listening. Um, you can check us out at our socials on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Manifit podcast. Um, you can find us on Apple uh, podcasts on Spotify, on Stitcher. I think Google Podcasts finally picked it up. I'm not 100% sure, um, but it's getting out there to more platforms. So just kind of search for it. Um, it. It's starting to pop up more and more. Um, and then if y'all could, you know, please help us out. Go ahead and, and just do a review on one of those platforms. It goes a long way to help them just get this out to um, the world and to other people and different uh environments and uh share it with somebody you know um stay tuned for multiple episodes uh this season uh we post every monday at 5 p.m central time uh so yeah so join the the facebook follow us um so that you're up to date on everything yeah and as always uh may god bless you and keep you Thanks for listening to the Manifit Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Manifit Podcast. And stay tuned for next week's episode where we discuss a growth mindset and faith.